Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Brokin. I'm Paul Sparkhart. We got, uh, I feel like I've been saying this a little bit, you know, while we're still finding our footing, but we got a little bit uh, of a different type of episode for you guys. Paul's been doing some research. I got a presentation prepared. I'm excited. Taking Steve to school. And guys, if you are susceptible to cringe, sheesh, get ready. Cringe. I'm all about cringe. Okay. Big fan of the well, British office. I am going to tell you quite the cringy tale. I don't know. Maybe it's just cringe to me. Maybe I present this to you and you're like, I don't know. Doesn't seem that bad. Yeah, because I asked you. I was like, what are we doing for the show this week? And you're like, you're just going to have to kind of come on in this yeah. journey with me. Yeah, I've been preparing Trust a jury. Me. I've been doing my research. Um, so I hope you guys dig it. Um, before we jump into that, though, what uh, I haven't asked you lately. What you been playing? Uh, the old what you been playing. What uh, have you been playing? Doing a good bit of Returnal uh, on the PlayStation 5, trying to get back into that. It kicked my ass at first and then got into some other stuff. But now I've put some a good bit more time in it, and I'm definitely getting a farther fun. Look, it's a solid game. Tight, there's, snappy controls. There's it's It's really pretty. I don't know that I look at that game and go visually, oh, this is a PS5 game. Not taking anything away from the visuals, right? I just don't look at it and go, man, this is... There, it's definitely looks really good. Yeah. I mean, there's some particle effects and lighting stuff, and stuff yeah. that they do that's pretty incredible. And it's a solid 60 frames, you know? Yeah, that... that perfect. The, the load time. The are, story, quote-unquote, of, mm-hmm. of, you know, which it's one of those sort of obtuse, figure right. it out as you go along, try to put the pieces together. I dig it. Um. Still not quite sure what the fuck was going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those um, games can be weird. And I mean, as far as exclusives go, I definitely like the Demon Souls. I'd rank that ahead of Returnal. But uh, I would rank that and the Spider Man Miles Morales. Yes, I would rank that ahead. You know, of the PS Five exclusives, which you know Miles Morales doesn't even really count because right, it's, it's available PlayStation Four. Right. Um, games that have a PlayStation Five version, at least. Uh, I would say it it's ranks fairly lower, but not in a way where it's a bad game. But I'll be honest with you. I like roguelikes, but I don't know that they'll ever be my preferred genre. Sure. You know, um, 
it's definitely difficult and hard, but not in an unmanageable way. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling you last night, you know, it took me forever to get through the first biome of Returnal, several tries, got to the last boss several tries, got stomped several times. Then I don't know what it, I, I do know what it was. I got like a really good loadout, really good gun. I liked really good perks or whatever they're called in this one. Uh, some helpful uh, parasites. Mm-hmm. Got through the first boss and then steam boss bossed the first boss and then steamrolled the second and third biome without dying, just right. straight through. Yeah, um, I my run that I have going right now, which my p- fingers crossed, my PlayStation's on rest mode and I can come back and quick resume it. Yeah, you know, but uh, I'm I'm I've got to be at least three fourths of the way through the second biome on the same run that I beat the first biome with. And it's just, you get that right build. And mm-hmm. at, the, at that point, you've kind of put in a lot of time. Yes. So you've got decent skills. You can carry it through. But You know what was crazy is when I got that really good run, I, I decided to play a run of Returnal before bed. You know, I had, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. And then it just kept going and mm-hmm. going. And I got the astronaut figure, you know, which mm-hmm. respawns yeah. you if you die. And didn't use it even through that third boss. I'm like, I have to die sometime because I'm paranoid. I'll be honest with you. I'm paranoid about putting my PlayStation in rest mode mm-hmm. and either losing my run or messing up my PlayStation. I don't blame you. I kind of baby these new consoles, maybe even more than I, I need to. Uh, you know, it's just, they're expensive. They're hard to get a hold of. I don't want to mess it up. Of course. I've gotten that fucking... Uh, something went wrong in boot down and we got to rebuild your beta- database era on the PlayStation 5 way too many times for me to be super comfortable. Yeah, but I'm I'm definitely enjoying it. Um we'll see how if it can pull me all the way through to the end. Um I also beat Hot, Hotline Miami. How'd you like that? I've I never played it, that. I dug it. It's um just super fast. Uh one hit kill kind of deal where you're trying to clear a room of enemies before they touch you. Yeah. And uh, the story is pretty interesting, you know. Sort of bullet hell, would you say? Uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, it's 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 almost I don't know. It's like Metal Gear on meth and um, speed at the same time. Oh, it's pretty yeah. Like where it's there's a bit of a stealth if you if you want to use melee weapons, but you can also go loud. Yeah, but it's definitely not bullet hell. You're okay. not dodging bullets in this game. I gotcha. And one touch of anything kills you. I gotcha. So it's really about like, and when you die, it's instantly you can, you hit a button and you're instantly right doing it again. In so, the same room or at the beginning? Of same the room, okay, or same floor okay. rather. Um, but there's literally no downtime in between dying and, and starting another one. Okay, and, and that really helps. Yeah, but uh, you know, once you're you're trying to get that perfect run through the floor, where mm-hmm. you, you, pretty fun, pretty dark. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to checking out the second one, and would recommend that first one. Is the second one just called Hotline Miami 2? Uh, wrong number. Wrong number. Mm-hmm. And then, so what's the other? I feel like there's another game. I can't think of it, though. Let's Party? No, uh, Party Hard. Party now, Hard. Now, Party Hard, it, yes. I've played that. And last night when we were hanging out with uh, everybody, Jeff recommended that to mm-hmm. you after you told him you beat Hotline Miami. I can't compare the two. Party Hard is a lot of fun, though. Cool. So yeah. the whole premise of party hard is you're a serial killer Mm -hmm. and it's different scenarios so like i think the first one is like a frat house party and you just got to go in and kill people and you got to not be seen and not cause and you can set traps so like you can 
fray wires and pour water on them, and then when people walk over them, it'll electrocute them. No, that's neat. There's yeah. none of that in Hotline Miami, at least the first one. Uh, and then they just, like, the different scenarios get crazier and crazier. Like, I think the last one I played was a cruise ship where you're, you know, going in and in. And it's got, like, you know, sort of that retro sprite-based. It's, right. It's a cool it's game. Like, almost Hitman-esque, but, like, on a, like, yeah. de- devolved. Uh, yeah, <laughs> devolved cartoony mm-hmm. style. Um, so I have been a little all over the place. The main game that has been getting my attention, which I believe we'll be doing an episode on sometime in the nearish future is Ratchet and Clank, mm-hmm. a rift apart. Yeah. I, that's, that's next on my list. Fucking beautiful. I believe it. I've seen the screenshots, man. I am quite, it's been quite a while since I've played a Ratchet and Clank game, you know, PlayStation two. It's probably the last time I played one. I never, I, far as I can remember, I never played one on the three uh, or the four. I didn't play the newest one. I, I kept meaning to get to it before this one came out and just ran out of time. But man, Snappy looks beautiful. Like the comparison you always hear people say with this game is like, oh, it looks like a Pixar cartoon. There's a reason you hear that so much is because it really does. Yeah, it's really um, impressive what that studio is able to do, you know. I love it. Insomniac is quickly becoming a favorite studio of mine. Obviously, they did the two Spider-Man games, which I'm crazy, crazy uh, fond of. And then uh, now this. And obviously, they've been around for quite a while, but just here in recent memory. and It's it, like... I, so... What I like about Insomniac games, and this is something they've sort of started uh, implementing in the PlayStation 5 time frame, um, is they give you multiple graphics options. So you've got your Mm -hmm. quality, where it's going to run at a steady 30, but it's going to have the 4K resolution, the ray tracing, all the bells and whistles. That's typically what I start off on, just because I want to see the game in its full presentation majesty yeah makes sense yeah and then they offer um quality performance which you know is the lower resolution 60 frames though. not none, none of the bells and whistles in 60 frames and then they offer a third option that is 60 frames plus ray tracing which is the mode i run in that and spider-man because then you get some of the cool lighting effects the resolution is variable, meaning, you know, when it's under, when there's a lot of stuff going on on screen, it'll have a, a lower resolution than when, you know, there's not as much going on. To me, that is a really cool option. If you're a 60 frames nut, you can play in 60 frames and still get some of the visual wow. Not that it doesn't look good in just the performance mode. It, sure. It definitely yeah. does. So I've been playing that and really, really enjoying it. I played a little bit of the um, Final Fantasy VII Intergrade uh, Intermission Yuffie, Yuffie DLC or whatever the fuck that okay. shit is called. I, I Like, you know, we did our Final Fantasy episode and then I opened up some Final Fantasy blind boxes na- last weekend and I was in a final fantasy mood so i was like you know what i i haven't tried this out i haven't tried the playstation 5 version you know eventually i want to go back through and beat remake on hard and clean up all the trophies so i booted it up and started playing the the new dlc with yuffie wow 
wow, what a difference. This game, it almost feels... Now, I can't put my finger on it, but this game almost feels like a completely different game. Wow. And I don't know if it's because I'm running it in 60 frames or if it's because of the differences in combat. Like, Yuffie does not control or fight like Cloud. So, like, for instance, you know, she fights with, like, a, a ninja star or a glaive. So you can throw that out, and before it comes back to you, you have a variety of other elemental attacks that you can cast. And like, so you you throw your star out; it's doing damage, popping elemental stuff on their weaknesses. When it comes back, you can do like attacks where you just hold on to the star; it moves super smooth. And I I was one that thought the remake, when I played it before, ran really smoothly, <laughs> but it's beautiful. Man, I can't wait for the next part. Um, yeah, I imagine 60 frames makes a big difference. In it that game. does. And uh, I'm definitely going to, when I replay 7 Remake on hard, the PlayStation 5 version, I'm going to play it in 60 frames. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Eufy DLC is cool. I, I'm going to play it here and there because it's only maybe four to six hours long uh, and finish that up. Makes me wonder if we're going to get a Vincent DLC sometime. You know? Maybe. Maybe he's a third-person shooter. He's the other... Um, uh, optional character from Final Fantasy Seven. I was joking about the third person. Shooter, yeah, like thirds of service. You see me just walk right over that, and I can't even walk. I just, <laughs> I hit the skip cutscene button on that, bringing up that dirge of Cerberus. Um, so those I've been playing those obviously Dead by Daylight. Um, and I I messed around with Chris Tales. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. For, so I've been watching this game for a little while. It's a turn-based RPG. It's got a really cool, interesting 2D style to it. Uh, and I could never figure out how exactly you're supposed to say the name of it. I didn't know if it was Cree Tales or Christ Tales or Chris Tales. The main character's name is Chris, so I'm assuming it's Chris Tales. That's where we're going to go with this. Cool. I messed around with it a little bit because it's on Game Pass now. Um, and it's really cool. I didn't. I maybe played an hour, you know, I didn't put a lot of time into it, but did you get to the combat? Any combat? Oh yeah. I mean, you start immediately, like immediately. It's got that, that classic JRPG story mm-hmm. where the village you live in is on fire. The bad guys are there and it's time for you to get to work. So like describe the combat to me. Is it like, do you got <laughs> your attack magic item kind of deal? So, so far of the combat I've played, you have a radial menu mm-hmm. and in that radio radial menu is attack, uh, skills, flea items, you know, that sort of thing. But there is an extra element to it where you attack. And then right before your attack connects, you got to hit the action button again and you'll get in a double attack. So there is a little more of a timing. Cool little actiony element yeah element okay. to it so that's that's mainly what i've been playing we fucking fired up halo last night yeah man it was fun i think we're gonna i'm gonna try to sharpen up those long rusty halo skills yeah get 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 the skills honed a little bit before infinite comes out this mm-hmm. fall yeah man uh so we were waiting for everybody to get together to play dead by daylight last night and you were like, hey, do you want to just run a mission in Halo? You want to maybe do the first mission in Halo 1? Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I do. And I even remember saying to you, like, remember, it's not going to look that great because it's, it's the anniversary edition, and that came out in the 360 era. I was like, but it's going to be fun as shit. 
It didn't look that bad. I thought personally it looked great and, on my 55-inch 4K yeah, TV. Yeah, on my fucking 4K OLED running at 120 frames per second. Mm-hmm. I don't have many complaints. No, me neither. It was a lot of fun. It was in, a in lot fact, of fun. When we're done recording, I'm gonna go home and be like, "Hey, you want to do mission two? Yeah, fuck yeah. <sighs> so that's um, yeah, that's pretty much what we've been playing. Yeah, a little Guilty Gear Strive still. In we there, did try. But... Yeah, little Guilty Gear Strive. I'm struggling. I'm going to sit down and and really teach myself that game a little better. I do wish I had a fucking fight pad. Me too. It, I do. I did start to go down a little bit of a fight stick hole. Oh, really? On Reddit. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it's 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 intimidating. Let's just and expensive. Put it that way. It's expensive and intimidating. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know. I just feel like I've always been better with a game pad than a fight. Stick. Same here. But at the they same don't time, have any like, game pad options right now. Right. And, and and you know maybe a fight stick could be fun. I'll need a senpai on that one. So. What do you mean? Like somebody who can help me out with the teach me the ways of the fight sticks rob yeah rob uses a fight stick for fighting games doesn't he might have to hit up rob at least i remember him doing that back in the day yeah playing um street fighter 4 in mortal Kombat Mm -hmm. with a flight stick you hear it clicking in the background yeah yes that's a good point i might need to hit him up yeah he listens what's up rob what's up rab um so yeah that's kind of what we've been up to lately i can't really think of anything else i mean i I might dick around with something here and there but nothing so i've been thinking about playing spider-man because i've never played it you know you got to do ratchet and clank first that's what i was thinking and then the thing is spider-man's on sale right now they're running their they're running their you know summer sale on both systems oh really do they have spider-man remastered on there um, the well, I want the big edition with the big stupid edition with Miles Morales yes, and, and the Spider-Man. DLC. Yeah, Spider-Man with the DLC. That's what I got. Right. So it will come with remastered. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. We could maybe shuffle uh, episodes around and talk about Spider-Man before. I'll let you. I'll let you decide. No, I'll let you decide because <laughs> you're the one that has to make the purchase, and I can talk about <laughs> either game freely. Well, that's what I mean. Spider-Man being on sale especially with the high, higher price point of the new PS5 games, which, mm-hmm. you know, I'm fine with, but, uh, you know, 70 versus 40. Yeah. Let's, so we'll, we'll discuss a little bit. I think more. maybe we do Spider-Man. I'm, I'm, man, let's do Spider-Man. <laughs> so what do you, um, before we get to my presentation, do you have any uh, questions from Cindy, your wife? I don't have one. Not one, uh, not one at this point. Okay. But, uh, don't force them. Yeah, I don't want to force it. When they come, yeah. we'll address All right, well, let me start this off by asking you a little bit of a question here, buddy. What are your experiences with the Intellivision? So I don't have any. Like, I remember the Intellivision, like, hearing about it. Okay. But, and, like, I would always see, you've pulled up a picture here. I would always see these remotes. Yes. That's the only thing I can call it. With the overlays. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that fascinated the shit out of me as a kid. So I... In my life, maybe have played in a television once or twice, right? Mm-hmm. I play. There used to be a family friend of my family's that we'd go over to sometimes, and they had an Intellivision, and sometimes they would let me play it. They would hook probably to get me out of their hair while they played fucking spades or whatever <laughs> whist, whist, uh, bridge, whatever, whatever game they were playing. And so I remember as a kid being fascinated by these controller overlays. So. For those that uh, aren't familiar with the Intellivision controller, it was rectangular. It had a spinner wheel at the bottom, 
and uh, on its face, it had a ton of buttons. It kind of looked like a telephone it or looks a calculator. Like, like, yeah, it looks like a, a telephone from the 70s. Like, yeah. the, the remote is actually connected to the mm-hmm. console with a fucking telephone cord. Yeah, like, like the cur- curly. Mm-hmm. All right, and since it had so many buttons on the front, they had these overlays, right? So you would put this on the controller, and it would tell you what button did what in For what a game. specific game, right, yeah. For specific games. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Not the worst concept. However, this controller design... Pretty bad. You've never seen it again. That's the only cool thing about it. So there's no buttons. Well, well, the, side than, bu- no, there's, there's no side, side buttons. buttons. Oh, there, there are, are side buttons. which is ridiculous. I can't even see them. Yeah. The giant dial, the air conditioning dial in the yeah. middle of it is, is great, too. Yeah, that thing? Uh, useless. Fucking useless. There's a reason game consoles nowadays... Don't come with a control scheme like this. They have D-pads mm-hmm. or analog sticks. The cartridges <laughs> so, look like Atari cartridges. Very similar. Yeah. Um, my only other uh, Intellivision point of reference is apparently the night I was born, my mom went into labor uh, while she was over at my grandmother's house and my dad was playing Intellivision with my cousin. My dad was playing Dungeons and Dragons on a television with my cousin when my mom went into labor with me. Perhaps some sort of sign. You know how people are like, I'm a Virgo sun moon. I'm a Dungeons and Dragons video game. Nice. That's the sign I was born under. So that's really the only experience I have with television. Well, uh, and for people that don't know, this is a... a a gaming sim, uh, system that was, what would you say, pretty contemporary with the Atari. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, was. You know, early 80s-ish, mm-hmm. pre-NES. All the right, well, the then Betamax me, to Atari's VHS. Let me ask you what you know about this fellow right here. Tommy Tallarico. Well, I've definitely heard the name Tommy Tallarico. Look. <laughs> but I don't know much about You don't know nothing about this man right here. Well, let me fill you in on, on all Tommy Tallarico's. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Tommy Tallarico is a fairly, well, for a time, was a fairly well-regarded video game music slash sound designer, right? He worked on some games we've all played, more than likely. Uh, Earthworm Jim 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Played him. Aladdin. Yep, I mentioned that. Now. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, Terminator, uh, MDK. He's worked on a ton of games. Okay, MDK and Earthworm Jim were the same studio... Were they? I feel like, yeah, maybe I'm know. wrong. but Either way, that was, was his sort of point of entry into the video game industry. And old Tommy, Tommy Tallarique, he's going to take some fucking bumps on the head this this episode. But I don't want to diminish his, his career thus far. You know what I mean? I'm trying to give him his due. Another thing Tommy is sort of, uh, another thing he's really well known for is... He created the events known as Video Games Live, where they would go and do live performances of video game music. From what I understand, insanely popular. They've released albums. I've known people that have gone to events, said they were really fun and really good. Don't want to take anything away from that. You know, I don't know, you know, personally, would I go to, even if he, this guy, with everything you're about to find out, this guy right here, wasn't involved. I don't know. If I would go to an event like that. Don't really know if it's my thing. It doesn't sound like my thing. So, uh, Tommy Tallarico. There's one thing Tommy Tallarico 
really, well, not just one. One thing he really loves, the Intellivision. Tommy loves the Intellivision. So back in 2018, Tommy Tallarico, Rico Suave here, bought a major stake in Intellivision. He is now the president slash CEO of Intellivision or something to that effect. And Tommy, since he loves the Intellivision, he decides, I want to get into the video game hardware market. And in 2018, he announces a system known as the Intellivision Amico. Wow, look at that. Now, I want to say I have been loosely following this Intellivision Amico uh, saga just because it's new video game hardware. Even in its initial pitch, it didn't sound like it was for me. But it's, uh, you know, curious nonetheless. So the design kind of looks like two walk like cell phones sitting in a Roomba. Yeah, or a foot bath. <laughs> yeah. Like one of those things when yeah, you got your aching yeah. feet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it looks kind of like two Nokia cell, cell phones that are docked in a foot bath or uh, a Roomba. Mm-hmm. Now, what is they what do they have? The control wheel. The fucking iPod wheel in the front. Yeah. And side buttons and a touch screen. You know what? Maybe not even too dissimilar from the Dreamcast VMU right. that we were talking about mm-hmm. last week. All right. So this is what the system looks like. I'll be honest with you. Part of me thinks it looks okay. Part of me thinks it looks kind of cheap. Right. You know? I'd have to see the parts and feel hold them. Yes. You know, that's that's that. a big that's a big part of it. Now, he didn't just get into the gaming. He's not wanting to get into the console thing just to put out a console capitalize on um nostalgia and television nostalgia because that's something that's kind of happened over the last few years you know atari came out and said we're going to be con- producing a new console the atari vcs and they did like an indiegogo for it and there was all these problems getting it out and it finally came out i think ign did a review of it like last month or something it did not re- review well it's basically an expensive ass um Atari emulator with a built-in PC mode, but it's not even super powerful. So, you know, this is one of those things they bring it out. It's got the Atari name. You're not talking about people that had anything to do with the original Atari 2600. They've purchased the name and now they're trying to capitalize on people's nostalgia for it. I remember when they announced the Atari VCX, seeing, you know, older people online be like, this is fucking cool. (laughs) And I imagine that's because they have such fond memories right. playing the 2600, which I get. Mm-hmm. You know, if Nintendo went out of business or went dark for years and then somebody came and they, they were like, we're building a new NES or a new Super NES, it would probably get my interest. Yeah, you know? it would move the needle for you. Yes. <clears throat> so, let me give you the pitch for the Atari, or for the Intellivision Amico. The Intellivision Amico is a the whole mission statement is to bring family and fun back to video games. So the idea behind the the television Amico is it's a game that only contains family friendly games. It only, it contains only games that are easy for people who aren't gamers. It's trying to appeal to kids and casual gamers, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing, right? Nintendo does that quite well. 
They, oh, thank you, Steve. Oh, Nintendo. <laughs> so, the problem is, Tommy Talarico, Talarico's Rico Suave, he, in the promotion the last three years of the system, has done nothing but say, there's no system on the market meant for families. There's no system on the market that's good for casual gamers. There's no system on the market. We're, we're filling a hole in the market. We're bringing family entertainment to the market. Now, Steve brought up a very good point. There's a little system called the Nintendo Switch, quickly becoming one of the best-selling systems of all time. Mm-hmm. Now, And before that, you had the Wii. Which, honestly, you want to talk about a family-friendly system. Yes. Now, I realize that in more recent years, Nintendo has, you know, for the longest time, the perception of Nintendo is like, they're the kids' system. And that's not really the case anymore. They have, you know, they allow different types of games and more adult-oriented, not necessarily like porn games, but, you know, games for an older audience. Sure. But at the end of the day, let's say... You know, my nephew came over or Jesse's nieces came over. I could go to my shelf of Nintendo Switch games and have endless options of appropriate games for a kid to play. I would say most of my Nintendo Switch games are probably kid friendly. Anything with the word Mario in it. Mario. And there's a lot of games that Kirby covers. So on and so forth. The Animal Crossing. There's Mm -hmm. so much. Same thing could honestly be said for my Xbox or my PlayStation. These days. Yeah these days no problem so the basis of the idea of that like there's no system out there that's kid friendly or casual game gamer friendly to me is a ridiculous foot to get off a bit flawed to begin with when you get get off on the wrong foot like that now um so let me explain these controllers a little for you they've got a touch screen they've got side buttons so imagine you're holding your phone right and like you're playing a platformer and to jump you have to push push the side button on your phone i can't imagine that's very comfortable mm-hmm, yeah the other thing that you can do is hook your phone up to this to use as a controller uh i want to be fair and mention that too so you know i understand like you have kids you don't want them playing grand theft auto 5 or the witcher 3 or whatever. I totally get that. Every single console being produced nowadays has parental controls. Mm-hmm. Where you can set no games above this rating can be played. You set that immediately, I feel easy. like yeah. you have a system for uh, friendly towards kids. The other thing to keep in mind is, at least from personal experience, most kids I know seem to play video games, if they play video games... On a tablet or a phone. Yeah. That's a huge market for kids. Tablet and phone. So once again, I just don't see the need for this console as it's presented. Do we know what the retail price was going to be at this point? Woo! Okay. So let me tell you. Uh, I'll give you some more information and then I want you to take a guess. Okay. On the retail price of this system. No games above $10. All games $10 below. Interesting. No microtransactions. Every game has to have at least two-player co-op. Every game has to be, if not ex- explicitly um, 
exclusive to the Amico. It has to be a game, like if they bring a game over, port a game over, it has to have some kind of exclusive feature only on the Amico. Um, you get two controllers. Another thing he said in one of his presentations was, there's no other system that comes out with two controllers packed in the box. That's false. Nintendo the Nintendo Switch. Switch comes with two controllers. Is it the most comfortable to play some games on a tiny, just single dual con? Maybe not, but it comes with two controllers. That's right. Mm-hmm. Out of the box, there's plenty of experiences you can have with two uh, Joy-Cons and have a wonderful time. Yep. So for this game, this system right here, two controllers and a game, a system that runs games. Oh, no games are rated above E. Everything has to be rated E, but I kind of got that point across. Mm-hmm. What would you expect to walk into a GameStop, Walmart, Target, Bed Bath & Beyond, Costco, whatever? What would you expect to pay for that? I'm going to say uh, my initial gut was 199 but like I'm going to pump it up to 299 You fucking nailed it, Steve. 299 250 or 299 are the two. So for this... The the regular ass, all regular, white and blue LED, whatever, business going on 250. But because the most important thing to do before you've ever released a console, ever gotten a single customer, ever sold a sing- single game, is come out with console variants. We also have the wood grain in television. Now, look, if I was going to get one, that'd probably be it. I actually think <laughs> it looks kind of neat. Yeah, it's kind of retro. Oh, uh, you've also the got paneling. Galaxy Purple. <laughs> and there's a bigger view of the Galaxy Purple. These 3.99 just for the different color. As far as I know, no more storage. Only difference. Only difference is the color. a limited edition color. 3.99, a full $100. No, no, no. 2.99. Okay, okay. 2.99, my bad. I want to get this information correct. Uh when it was initially announced, it was going to be in the 179 range. Prices have jumped since then. This, by the way, was originally supposed to release in October of 2020. Uh, it got delayed to spring of this year and has since been delayed to October of this year. It's been quite a few delays. You know, on that, I'm trying not to be too big of a dick because we are in pandemic times. Everybody, you know, manufacturing, et cetera, et cetera. You could see how there could be issues getting something like this out. Now the problem comes, Steve, the problem comes when it doesn't just seem like the problem is manufacturing because towards the end of last year, they were still hiring for roles that seem pretty essential to getting this thing out the door. Roles like firmware developer, someone who can work, syncing you know work with the software to write and and sync the software to get the controllers to work with the system Mm -hmm. to me if you're hiring people like that late into the year that original october 2020 date wasn't going to happen regardless of covid no you know (laughs) so tommy doesn't seem like he's being the most honest another thing that he's done was he announced a man, a guy by the name of Jay Allard. Jay Allard was one of the original uh, designers of the Xbox. Jay Allard was coming aboard the Amico project, and he was going to offer them invaluable advice. Um, Jay Allard, Allard quietly left the company, and in any statement he's given, it was just sort of a, it wasn't a good fit type thing. 
But that didn't stop them from promoting his involvement for a little while past him leaving. Hmm. Seems kind of like, so, like, let's say um, Alabama hires Nick Saban. And they're like, we got Nick fucking Saban. He's going to be your coach. And after a couple months, Nick Saban leaves and they're still putting out commercials and season tickets and and things being like, Nick Saban's first season. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, maybe not the best analogy, but shady, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, let's take a little break. I've been talking your full head off. You want to watch a trailer? Let's watch a trailer. Let's watch a trailer. I'm going to show you um, some... and. I want to see some of this fantastic $10 gameplay. Uh, we'll get it. I've got so much more to tell you, buddy. The, <laughs> it, the plot thickens. So we're going to watch this. Steve and I will talk on. Now, this is, this was released June 22nd, 2021. So honestly, about a month ago. I think this was part of maybe their E3 um, presentation. Our goal at Intellivision is to use technology oh to bring family and friends back together. Redefining entertainment Games with family and friends. These days have become so complicated from the controls, the complexity, the menu screens. I mean, everything <laughs> about screens. it just screams, you know, hardcore gamer. 200 million hardcore gamers in the world. Yet three billion people play casual. People games. used to play games with their families and friends all in a room together, and that doesn't happen anymore. There was a pandemic. <laughs> the music People's fondest this is memories amazing. out there of playing video games together is when they were with a group of people. Our whole idea is to bring people together, put them in the same room. Having fun, communicating. Okay, this is a trailer for a commercial, and we're in a, for a system. We're at, over a minute in and haven't seen a single lick of gameplay. Game yep, it's just been showing the actual system Simple. from like 60 different angles. Affordable. Family. <laughs> Entertainment. having fun no matter what skill level you are. That's the magic that we want to bring back with the Intellivision. Having fun united once again. Okay, so now we're getting some gameplay. I don't even know what to say. So having seen that, what what's your updated impressions? I mean, it looks like the games look like basically like phone games to me. 
Oh my god. I knew you were going to agree with me on this scene. <laughs> so, what it appears to me is that the Intellivision Amico is a $250 to $300 system that is capable of playing mobile quality games on your TV. Okay? I'm not here to shit on mobile games. There's plenty of, I'm sure, great experiences. Mobile gaming, not really my thing. Yeah, same. I've messed around with it here and there, but not really my thing. But they don't even look like particularly high-quality mobile games, even to me, just in those brief sm- snippets. Um, we'll have to post this trailer on the uh, Yeah, oh, I will. Twitter. I'll just post the whole... I made a playlist <laughs> so I could show... Now... Let me show you something else. This is. Did you ever play the game Astro Smash? I, Have you uh, ever played Astro I don't believe Smash? so. Okay, Astro Smash is, I believe, an Intel was a game on the Intellivision. It's a game I'm familiar with in some regards. I want to just show you the gameplay, but we got to go through fucking two minutes of people talking. Now, this is, I believe, this is one of the five or six pack-in games. Okay, so we're looking at something. If you remember a game called Missile Command. On the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, you're looking at like basically the Twenty Twenty One mobile version of yeah, that. Yeah, except you're instead of shooting down missiles, you're shooting um, asteroids. asteroids. Yeah, and you're rolling back and forth. You're shooting lasers. Things are blowing up. It looks like a flash game. Oh, now you're in Egypt, and there's the fucking pyramids. UFOs. Yeah. Get Will on the phone. It looks like get Will on the phone. It looks like it has um very 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 shallow gameplay to say the least yeah. um now one of their big things that they like to push is oh this is an affordable family system i'm sorry guys 250 to 300 dollars to play mobile quality games is not affordable regardless of your target audience right you can get a switch or a switch light a switch light 200 bucks a regular switch 300 bucks which I'd rather, much rather have. Even the Switch Lite, I'd rather exactly. have. Exactly. And you will, once again, no lack of um, family-friendly family games. games. <laughs> no lack of games that you can sit on your couch or in your living room and play with more than one person at a time. Now, are the game games going to be more expensive than $10? Absolutely. But the, ex- pay for. the experience you will have for your money will be better. Regardless, it will be better. Sorry, I'm not trying to shit on anybody developing these games or anything like that, but you're going to get a more high-quality experience. Now, one of their biggest, biggest, oh, we gotchas, exclusive games that's not even going to be available at launch if it actually launches this October is Earthworm Jim 4. Okay. I remember remember Earthworm Earthworm Jim. Jim. You remember Earthworm Jim. Sure, fine, fun game. I would be, like, if this game were to be coming out, uh, say, Streets of Rage 4 style on Xbox and PlayStation, I would probably give it a shot. Check it out on Game Pass, yeah. Now, they've been hyping up, oh, we've got Earthworm Jim. And let me, I would also make a, like to make a short aside that one of the main creators behind uh, Earthworm Jim, Doug Tenapple, a gigantic piece of shit. <laughs> So keep that in mind. They're working with a real piece of shit. <laughs> and they've kind of downplayed how much he's involved, but I don't know. It's hard to trust anything. going. So they were like, okay, you guys, 
Earthworm Jim's going to be the big exclusive, like, you know, one of the marquee exclusive, a game that's not a remake of a fucking 30, 40 year old game at this point. 40, you know, Astro Smash, Moon Patrol, Breakout, Pong. These are the kinds of experiences. They got a cornhole game, Steve. (laughs) I know how bad you've been wanting to play cornhole with motion controls. Oh, yeah. Well, here's here's what they released to show off. Earthworm Gem 4. So again, we're just looking at the mobile version of Earthworm Gem. Yeah. It's like the side scroller. That's it? That's it. Okay. That is all they showed. So, so they showed this dude wash up on the beach. Run to the left. Turn and then run, run to the right. It's like a proof of concept or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, how are you supposed to get hyped off of that? And did you notice the... It sounded like me on the fucking soundboard with the overuse of sa- sound yeah. effects. He was like, hey, ow, hey. I don't know what to think. Embarrassed. Than- I would be embarrassed to show up and show this off. Yeah. If this is something you've been hyping, Earthworm Jim 4, and you show up and this is what you got to offer, don't show up. Imagine if Naughty Dog did something like that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is 100 a million times worse than the fucking Square Enix chaos trailer that's right a million times a million times <laughs> a million billion a million billion times we'll definitely put that one up on the on yeah the yeah we'll i'll link all these <laughs> that one that was the worst one you showed me okay. i'd rather play astro smash uh, yeah on my phone for free <laughs> yeah. with ads yeah. not buying <laughs> a 250 dollars 300 dollars system <clears throat> so my main thing here is besides all this there's also been some shadiness when they present these games and trailers and stuff, sometimes they present it and nobody's using an Amico controller. Everybody's using their phone hmm. to control. Sometimes when they're using the Amico controller, there seems to be pretty bad lag, pretty bad delay between controller input and what's going on in the screen. Does not see, to say the least, the gameplay has seemed stuttery, stuttery and weird. Um, you know, if for an early in-development game, I get it, but it's not like you said. We're not seeing early Last of Us 2 footage that looks a little janky and needs you know a couple years to, to smoothen out. We're looking at mobile-quality games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Low-quality mobile-quality yeah, games. not even good ones. Now, so they showed up to E3 this year, uh, and their presentation sort of went over like a wet fart. And like I said, I've been following this for a couple of years not lightly following it you know what i mean just kind of i'll see an article read it and i'll be like yeah it still sounds like a fucking disaster family friends fun whatever man whatever your buzzwords are yeah so then what happens after e3 is people start looking into it and discover that their um sort of internal developer portal is just open to the public and so they're able to go in and look at Design documents. It's all archived on archive.org. Design documents, internal memos, stuff about the Amico. And this is where some stuff that's a little weird comes out. So, let me read you some things. Okay? 
Um, I made notes. I took screenshots. <laughs> Dang, this man brought the receipts. Um, okay. The Intellivision... This comes from an article on Ars Technica. The Intellivision developer portal includes precise specs for various system elements in order to help game makers begin building Amico software before they receive official dev kits. Before listing all of its specs, Intellivision's own comparison makes the point more simply. We found that the ZTE ZMAX Pro Z981 Snapdragon 618 Adreno 405 is a good benchmark test and runs just a little slower than the Amico hardware. Now, I just threw some fucking babble at you. (laughs) So they go on to say, this model of ZTE smartphone debuted in 2016 at a budget price point of $100 unlocked. Mm, So basically they're running equivalent to a phone from it's an android system it, it, you're buying a 250 dollars to 300 dollars android system that r- has similar specs to a hundred dollar smartphone android smartphone from 2016 this is starting to sound pretty shystery <laughs> yeah right now something else that happens in there and this is where it gets real cringe is Part of their design documents is Tommy Tallarico's. Let me pull him up for you again. That's the Intellivision. There's Tommy. There's Tommy. Mr. Rico Suave. Um, Tallarico Suave. Tallarico Suave. This, he has, he has deigned to give you his 10 commandments of game design. Oh boy. I can't wait to hear these. He also refers to himself in the third person. (laughs) Talking about how Tommy did come down from the mountain and carve these Ten Commandments in stone. Number one, every game must be rated E or E10+. Every game must be playable with very little instruction. Every game must be balanced to allow players with very different ability levels to still have fun. Every game must rate 7 out of 10 or above on Intellivision's quality control scale every game must cost less than ten dollars every game must support the official Intellivision controller every game must be 2d or 2.5d 3d models are okay but no free roaming 3d worlds every game must be Intellivision exclusive even ports must be unique in some way no in-game purchases or dlc and every game should try to incorporate local multiplayer or two mode if a two player mode if possible. I don't think my, a lot of this is that bad on the surface. These ideas. Mm-hmm. I do think it's stupid to say every game must be rated E or E10+. Plus. But once again, if you're making a baby who are you trying to appeal to? Are you trying to appeal to 40, 50, 60 year old dudes who grew up playing the Intellivision? Or are you trying to uh, uh, appeal to your kids? To kids? To young kids? Mm -hmm. Who probably are already playing games on a tablet, on a phone, on a Switch, whatever. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh, Every little game must, every game must be played with little instruction. Why put that, like... The constraint. So basically, you're making doo doo games. Doo doo. Right. Like, 
once again shallow shallow i'm not trying to shit less than shallow i'm not trying to shit on it when i say this but did you ever like Newgrounds games? Did you ever go play games on Newgrounds back in the day? And there were some great experiences to be had, and plenty of awesome developers, like the guy that did uh, Binding of Isaac and stuff. Mm-hmm. They came up on Newgrounds, not taking anything away from it, but you would also run into some real doo doo cringe on Newgrounds, and they might as well rename the doo doo cringe section on Newgrounds to fucking the Intellivision Amico. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Um. Every game must cost less than $10. And also be 7 or higher out of 10. 7 or uh, and must either be exclusive to the Amico or contain exclusive elements to the Amico version. It's hard to imagine the cost-benefit analysis of a $10. <laughs> Buddy, you're cutting me off. I love, I'm not complaining. <laughs> but you're literally cutting me off at every pass. We are 100% aligned on this. Yeah, we haven't talked about this. No, not at all. I kept Steve in the dark until the moment he sat down. So, okay, you're telling me, you're telling a developer, you have to, you, you make this game, you can only sell it on the Amico, and you can't charge more than $10. <laughs> what is, how is that going to be any sort of like, um, how are they going to ins- be inspired or want to spend money on developing something really cool if they can only sell it to, for $10 and two, what you can only imagine is going to be a very small audience. Exactly. That's the thing. If you know, you look at a mobile game mm-hmm. and you can get a great, high quality mobile game for like 10 bucks but that's because everybody and their mother has can run has a thing in their pocket that can run that game right and they or also can sell you stuff you know exactly exactly so what is the benefit of developing for the amico it doesn't sound like there's much of anything and how are you going to attract really good developers with interesting ideas if they're only if they're hamstrung to only selling their product only on the amico which what is the best case scenario? So I went and did some research. That Atari VCS, mm-hmm. when it was crowdfunded, they got 11,000-ish backers. The Atari name, correct me if I'm wrong, way more well-known than the Intellivision. So what could the Intellivision possibly hope to sell in pre-orders or back because they have done a couple they did a backer thing through a company called republic and one through something called fig Mm -hmm. right what could they possibly hope to half of that yeah at best at At best. best okay more like a quarter probably probably but let's say okay let's be generous and say in the first few months of release year or whatever let's say they sell 5,000 consoles you know what? No, let's be super generous and say they sell 10,000. 10,000 consoles. Now, let's say for a $10 game, there's a one-to-one attach rate, which never happens. But let's say in this magical Tommy Tallarico world, family it happens. Family-friendly world. Family-friendly world, they sell a one-to-one attach rate, meaning everybody that buys the console buys this $10 game. That's $100,000 in profit, right? That's you, Right? And television takes 50% of that. That's more than like Steam. You know, there's been all this, there's been a lot of kerfuffle about the chunk that the the platforms take when they sell a game. Microsoft, Sony, Steam, they all take about 30%. Epic Game Store takes less. That was their big um, selling point breaking into the market. And television takes 50%. So you sell 10,000 copies of a $10 game. 
and that leaves your company fifty thousand dollars. Right, which is not enough to pay one person's salary for a year. Exactly, <laughs> and I realize these are probably very small companies. Still, developers fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars. Not going to survive long on that. What's the benefit? I, I just, I don't get it. What's the benefit? Well, I'll be surprised if this thing sees the light of day. Personally, at this point, I will what too. You told me, I I do wonder if it will actually come out. You know, as of right now, he's saying like they're still sourcing parts, and if they can get things uh, going by July, which it's in July, I don't know that there's been any other sort of update that they could probably still hit that October 2021. By the way, this motherfucking thing is up for sale. Or pre-order, rather, on GameStop. Hmm. Like so, they've, you know, they've already definitely made deals with retailers to distribute this. And I'm not trying to sit here and act like I'm some sort of financial wizard or know anything about this. I don't know how all that stuff works. I'm not going to pretend to. But I would imagine, you know, that has to be some sort of um, money coming in if you if you've got these distri- distribution deals. Yeah. And Television Amico Galaxy Purple Limited Edition only at GameStop for three two ninety nine. Release date ten ten twenty one. Uh, they've got Galaxy Purple, they've got Graphite Black, and Glacier White. Those are what they have uh, available now. Um, so I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see. I don't see the appeal. You know. Like, and is it solely TurboTax? Is it solely um, trying to capitalize on nostalgia? Is that the main thing here? I mean, it certainly seems so. Uh, I just, but I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe, maybe the people who are into the mobile sort of thing. It feels like they're trying to maybe just get people who don't know lots about games to buy them. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just hard to say. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that fucking Freedom Phone. Have you heard of the Freedom Phone? Mm -mm. It's exactly what it sounds like. And it's exactly the kind of people selling the Freedom Phone that you would expect. and, And like, obviously, wanting to be family friendly and stuff doesn't necessarily put you in that category. I would never want to say that. But something about this feels similar, where it's it's like the buy this console to own the libs console. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You ain't got to worry about none of them gay ladies in, in Last of Us 2 on the Intellivision Amico. That's right. You know? Yep. I don't know, man. Something doesn't sit right. So uh, basically, I wanted to tell Steve about this. I wanted to clue him in on to, frankly, how cringy and scummy uh, old buddy Tommy Tallarico seems. Um, and I'm only scratching the surface. This goes way deeper, but I don't have time to sit here and tell you every single thing and get into stuff that like, you know, bi- the business side of stuff, the technical side of stuff that I don't quite as well understand as well. Well, let's just say I'm happy that I spent my money on a Steam Deck. Yes, me too. And I'm happy <laughs> to pay double the price of that for of an Intellivision Amico for an Xbox or a yeah. PlayStation, as I'm sure most people would. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, 
if you if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I I want something to play with my kids, Nintendo Switch, I think is the yeah, way to go. It is. I think it's the way to go. One hundred percent. You or will find get a Raspberry Pi. Raspberry Pi and load up lots of family friendly retro games on it. You know. Mm-hmm. Why not? It, you you know what you could probably put on there. In television games, you could probably put in television games. That's a good point. Yeah, not <laughs> so, going to be hard to. I would. I also wanted to just put this out there in case, like, I I can't see it, but if people were listening and were like, you know, that in television thing looks kind of neat. Maybe I'll look into it. Uh, you should look into it. You, you should look into that, it. Raise the red flag. Yeah, raise. And I, we're by far not the only people talking about this. Oh, you know, another. I want last thing. Another thing he likes to do, Tommy. Is he, um, he goes on YouTube, he finds people that are like retro video game enthusiasts on YouTube, then he wines them, dines them, maybe he 69s them, <laughs> he doesn't 69, <laughs> he wines and dines them, lets them come in and get sneak peeks at Intellivision, uh, Amico and stuff like that, and now they are his like little personal hit squad on YouTube. Anybody has a bad thing to say about Tommy or the in television are going to hear from his little fucking sand snakes of retro nerddom. <laughs> his beehive. Yeah. It's real cringy. It's real cringy. Because you have these dudes like, look, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't get a big developer as a guest on here. And you're looking at smaller retro channels that they're not going to get somebody from Nintendo. They're not going to get somebody from Microsoft or, or Sony. Who they're going to get? Old Tommy Tallarico, and they kiss his ass, and Tommy fucking basks in it, dude. It's cringy. It's embarrassing. The secondhand embarrassment is powerful. Mm. Mm. Well, sheesh. Yeah, there's not much else to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, guys, I guess we'll end it there. Don't get the television amico. Yeah, the television amico does not get our stamp. Of it approval. does not. It does not. Pull out your phone. Buy a game on that. Yeah. Better, better move. Save up some cash. Get a Switch. Yep. Whatever it may be. Get anything else. Yeah. Any, literally anything else. <laughs> Go and get a flashback. An Intellivision or Atari flashback from Walgreens and hook it up to your get TV. Get a book. Get a book. <laughs> get a movie. A nice jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, there you go. That's a jigsaw puzzle. A nice 5,000, 10,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. Mm -hmm. You get it all put together and realize there's one piece missing. A basketball, a basketball hoop like one of those blow up pools summer it's you hot. know when you go to you know when you go to cracker barrel and they got that triangle with the pegs in it mm, that puzzle that's, that's more get one more of those fun and engaging gameplay than what i saw oh today. my goodness so uh hey guys if you haven't already leave us a five-star review on itunes we gave away our first gift card uh we're about 16 reviews from our second one we're sitting at 24 um and we'll give one uh, give another uh game store coupon away or gift card whatever um follows well, won't be good for the intellivision amico it will not we uh, sorry guys we are not selling gift cards to the intellivision amico um follow steve on twitter at stone cobra 23 follow me at blue harvest pod it's just stone cobra isn't it fuck <laughs> follow steve on twitter at stone cobra follow me at blue harvest pod and if you want to be uh, featured on the show through email or voicemail, email us at highpotionpod at gmail.com. And uh, that'll do it for us this week. See you guys next week. Like, thanks for letting me take you on this magic carpet ride. Man. Like I'm stepping wolf. It's like flying over the... Uh,
post-apocalyptic landscape. <laughs> Pretty depressing. It's, but it's real family-friendly, and we're all together. We'll see you guys next week. Oh!